Just as some hard-hit areas of the country started to get a grip on the fentanyl crisis, another illicit drug is ravaging through communities. It's xylazine, also known on, on the street as Trank, and the effects on those taking it are often devastating and deadly. More on that from Julie Wernow, health and medicine reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Julie, you traveled to North Carolina to report on Trank and its grip on that part of the country. Let's start with the basics. For those who don't know, what is Trank? Trank is basically um, a mix of fentanyl, um, a very powerful opioid, and an animal tranquilizer called xylazine that typically you would, you know, use to sort of tranquilize large animals. That's been um, finding its way into the illicit drug supply. And how long has that been happening? It's just the last couple of years, right? Well, xylazine's actually been around for a quite a long time, particularly in uh, the Philadelphia area, and really wreaking havoc um, on that part of the country. The thing that's changed in the last couple of years is that we're starting to see Trank find its way uh, to other parts of the country that are already dealing with, you know, the horrible difficulties of the fentanyl crisis, and suddenly this new drug is showing up and causing all kinds of uh, complications, including these horrible wounds that, um, I mean, some people describe them as rotting flesh. Um, it's, it's a really difficult complication that, you know, makes it much harder to, to fight uh, the crisis that we have. Yeah, some of the pictures in your story were uh, were just awful. And uh, the rise of Trank comes where there had been some progress in North Carolina against uh, the fentanyl problem. That's right. You know, they, they're trying all kinds of things, you know, handing out opioid uh, overdose reversal medications and practicing kind of basic harm reduction, um, trying to obviously spread treatment, et cetera. And we were seeing some of those overdose rates come down a bit. Um, and then uh, just about a year ago, uh, there were some folks there who started to see their first um, samples of illicit drugs that they were testing show up with xylazine in it. And then just recently, you know, it, it's really overtaken some parts of the drug supply. In the county that I visited, Robeson, um, 75% of the samples now have xylazine. And when you go there and actually talk to people on the ground, um, it's quite obvious. Um, you know, pretty much every drug user that we encountered there had had some kind of um, wound or their partners were having these wounds and they were just, you know, terrified, honestly. And what is it about Robeson County, North Carolina in particular, that makes it especially vulnerable to the scourge of drugs like fentanyl or xylazine? To be fair, you know, they, they don't have a lot of support for the drug crisis there, which is, is fairly common. You know, sometimes when you kind of hear the fights in Washington about the drug crisis, you kind of get the sense that maybe, you know, we're deploying lots of people and money to places that are really suffering the most. But usually those are the places that um, might have the least support, actually. And so in this county, we had essentially this one woman, Carissa, who was kind of like holding up the entire county with a van and, you know, a couple packs of cigarettes and some supplies, just driving around um, trying to help people. That is, you know, largely what it looks like in a lot of places. So, you know, the, the drug supply changed. They don't really have very many people there who are able to, to manage the situation. And it just is everywhere now. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, Carissa. Why don't you talk perhaps a little bit more uh, about her, uh, who you followed her around, and she's kind of taken it upon herself to help people who have been dealing with this addiction. That's right. Um, her name's Carissa Collins Cattle. Uh, she is someone who is in recovery herself from drug use um, for the last nine years, and she she worked for a harm reduction organization that allowed her to kind of take Narcan and needles and wound care supplies around to drug users. Um, following her is quite an experience. You know, you see that she's she's checking in on people in tents, people who are living um, in hotels, people who are, you know, who might look like you and me, but have a serious drug problem that they're dealing with and many people that they've lost. And she just has them all in her phone and sort of works 24 hours a day. Um, while we were there, one of her participants died of an overdose um, in the couple of weeks since we visited. She's had two others die. Um, it's pretty, you know, rough work out there uh, that she says she does because it, it gives her some meaning um, after the many years that she felt that she was looking for help and didn't didn't find it. Very tough, but very important story to report. Thanks, Julie. Julie Wernow, health and medicine reporter at The Wall Street Journal.